Hello, everyone. Welcome into episode number 37 of the Building Up Podcast. I am David. As always, thank you guys for being with us. As I'm recording this, we are just a few days removed from the presidential election of 2020. And this has been one of the most contentious uh, election seasons of my lifetime, although I can certainly say that um, the contention in politics in our country and the division uh, when it comes to politics in our country has been building for many, many years. This is certainly not the first presidential election um, in the modern era that has had a lot of strife, uh, fear, anger associated with it, but it certainly seems this is one in which those emotions have spilled over. And even in the days following the election, those feelings, um, those characteristics have continued. There's a lot of suspicion and conspiracy ideas and uh, just continued uh, hatred among people that are happening when it comes to politics and who's in office and the direction of our country. And uh, this is not a podcast is uh, about political commentary, and anyone who knows me knows I try to not get into the political weeds too much. Um, I do think it's extremely important who is um, governing a particular country, um, who is in office. I think the principles and the policies of our leaders are extremely important. I think that's one reason the Bible tells us to pray for those who are over us in governing positions. Um, and I do believe that we are responsible as a people for um, how we vote and for how we choose our elected officials. I think all of those things are important. But I also believe that it's extremely important when it comes to um, a presidential election or to any election and when it comes to our governing authorities that as Christians we keep in mind the big picture uh, where uh, people are being controlled by fear and anger and resentment and absolute panic over the direction a country may be heading because of the person who is in office, I think the Bible calls us to a, a different attitude and a different posture by reminding us of the sovereignty of God over all things and God's ultimate control over the nations. And I think that is what is for us as Christians a calming influence when we might be tempted to panic or be afraid because of the um, instability that's happening around us or because of a particular person who has been elected or not elected um, into the high office of president. So we're calling this episode Presidential Elections and the Sovereignty of God. And what I would like to do is first just give us um, many uh, scriptures related to God's sovereign control over all things and then kind of wrap up thinking about how that can apply to us as believers as we walk through difficult times uh, around elections. And, and I think this is appropriate for us today in 2020, but I hope if the Lord gives this podcast longevity, this might be something that is helpful for people either, even in future years or future elections. So typically on this podcast, I spend time 
on one particular scripture. Today it's going to be many. I'm going to throw several at you, so if you want to get a pen and a piece of paper and jot these down and do some study. Before I get started, I want to give credit to Pastor and Dr. John Piper, who has a podcast of his own, a little bit more popular than this one. But uh, Dr. Piper, in September of 2017, did a podcast called, Does God Control All Things All the Time? And uh, I'm not teaching today on this podcast as he did. Uh, necessarily, but what I am doing is using the plethora of resources, of verses that point to the sovereignty of God that he put together for that podcast. I'm borrowing from that for this particular episode, and since he did all of the work, I wanted to be sure to give him some credit. So let's look at some of these passages that point us to the sovereignty of God over all things. And I want to start with one that points directly to the issue of leadership. Daniel chapter 2, verse 20 and 21. Daniel writes, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, to whom belong wisdom and might. It is He, it is God who changes times and seasons. It is He who removes kings and sets up kings. So Daniel talks and, and says in this particular book that God has all wisdom and all might. And here's how He exercises that might on the earth. It is, it is He who sets up kings and then removes kings. He puts people in power. He takes them out of power. He changes times. He changes seasons. Now, we do know from the Old Testament that God sometimes gave good leaders to His people as a uh, as a reward, and He sometimes gave bad leaders to His people as a discipline uh, or a punishment for their rebellion. But either way, God was, one, in control, two, sovereign over who was in, con uh, who was in power, and then third, always working for the good of His people, which we're going to come back to in just a moment. Psalm twenty-two twenty-eight says, For kingship belongs to the Lord, and He rules over the nations. So no matter who's in charge, no matter who the king is, who the governor is, who the president is, ultimately it is God who rules over the nations. They are all uh, servants to Him. They are all, their power is limited uh, compared to His power. It is God who rules the nations. How about this passage from the New Testament? Ephesians chapter 1, verse 11. Paul writes and says, I'm going to read the second half of the verse due to time constraints. But Ephesians 1, 11, Paul says, It is God who works all things according to the counsel of His will. So God is working all things. I believe all things means all things, everything. God is working according to the counsel of His will. Things come to pass because they are being directed by God's will, God's plans for the earth. Um, we can look at Proverbs 16. The lot is cast into the lap. Now that is a way that people made decisions in ancient times. They would cast lots. So the lot is cast into the lap, but it's every decision is from the Lord. The Bible says we might use all types of different ways to make choices and decisions, but ultimately it is 
God who decides. It is God who plans the path. Again, Ephesians 1 points us in that same direction. He's working all things out according to the counsel of His will. Another one from Proverbs, Proverbs 19.21. Many are the plans in the mind of a man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. So we can make lots of plans. Nations make lots of plans. Leaders make lots of plans. But what's going to stand in the end is the will of God, the decision of God, not our own. Another passage from the New Testament. This is one that speaks directly to us as uh, people in our private lives as well as in a larger social setting. James says in James chapter 4, Come now, you who say, Today or tomorrow we'll go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit. You don't know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. So James says, always keep in mind in every plan you're making, every decision you're making, everything you're doing, that every human plan, every human idea, it is subject to the will of God. So you should speak that way, James says. Now, sometimes when we talk about this, we talk about how you know God controls all things, but you know some things God just permits to happen. Now, I, I do agree that um, we certainly know that God is not responsible for evil. God does not cause sin to happen, but the Bible is very clear that God uses evil for His own purposes. And it is true that sometimes God permits things to happen. But the fact that God can permit something to happen that isn't good, at least not on the surface, doesn't mean God isn't in control. The fact that He permits it shows that He has control over all things, right? Think about Luke 22. Luke 22, Jesus tells Simon, Peter, he says, Simon, Simon, look out. Satan has asked to sift you as wheat. All right, so Jesus tells him in some way that perhaps we don't understand, uh, Satan has come and he's asked permission. I want to tempt Peter. I want to sift him. I want to challenge him. I want to, I want to bring a, a trial or a, a moment in his life of difficulty to test him out. And he had to ask permission to do that. And Jesus goes on to say, But I've prayed for you that your faith may not fail. And when you've turned back, strengthen your brothers. So Jesus basically tells Simon, The permission's been granted. But I am praying for you and your faith is not going to fail. You're going to temporarily wander away. And this is where Peter denied Jesus three times. But then Jesus tells him, but when you turn back, when you repent, strengthen your brothers. And so we know that Jesus used that trial in Peter's life to strengthen him and to make him into a mighty uh, man of God, uh, a, a uh, elder in the church in the New Testament who would strengthen many people in the early church. So God used that time of trial that he did not originate, but he did permit to happen. But again, we see God's control over that, his sovereignty over that. 
And these are just a few verses where we see God controlling all things, all decisions, all nations, um, all leadership. And so we may not know all the ins and outs of how that works together, but we're called to hold on to the truth that God is in control of all things. The question is, how does that help us in a time of turmoil? How does that help us in a time in which we are confused or fearful because it doesn't seem like there are godly people in charge? It doesn't seem like people are being elected into office that uh, have our best interest in heart since, at heart. And so we're, we're upset, we're afraid, we're angry. Well, we rest that God is ultimately in control. We are responsible. We are going to be held accountable for our decisions. We are found to be praiseworthy or blameless according to what we have done. But God is in control. God is sovereign over all things. And he tells us in Romans 8.28 to remember that for those who love him, God works together all things for our good for those who are called according to his purpose. In that podcast I mentioned a little earlier that John Piper did, he actually ended with this reminder from Romans 8.28. And I want to read you a quote from that podcast because it struck me as something very important. He says that uh, God's sovereignty does not diminish human accountability. Human beings are responsible and accountable for what they do. But then he asked a question. Which world would you rather live in? One where humans or Satan or chance govern what happens? Or would you rather live in a world where an infinitely good, infinitely wise, infinitely powerful God works everything for the good of those who love Him? I think that's the world I would rather live in. I believe that's the world that we do live in. So when a presidential election happens and you don't agree with the outcome and you are concerned about who is in office, who is governing us, um, who, who is in the Senate, who's in the Congress, who's in the, in, the, in the governor's house in your state, when you're worried about those things, remember this promise. God works all things together for the good of those who love Him, who He has called according to His purpose. So whether the person that's in the White House is... Uh, a, a good person or an evil person, whether they have good policies or bad policies, God has promised His people this, I'm going to work it all out for your good. Everything is going to work out for your good and for my glory. Everything is going to work out for the good of those whom I love. So we need to rest in that. As Paul said in Philippians 4, the Lord's at hand. Remember that, church. Don't be anxious about anything because God is nearby. He is close. He is in control. So in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, make your requests known to God and the peace of God will guard your thoughts. And that's where we need to be as a people. Be careful how we act. Watch our attitudes. Watch the things that we say because... Uh, it matters how we respond to what's happening around us. Remember that God is sovereign and He's working all things out for our good. If you have any questions about this or would like to dialogue on, on this topic, I'd love to hear from you. In just a moment, on the outro, you will hear an email address. You can use that to send in questions um, or comments, and I will get back in touch with you. 
Um, And if you think anyone in your life would find this podcast to be helpful, please share it with them. We would love um, for them to hear this as well and maybe contact us if they had questions. Church, thank you for being with us. Until next time, let's keep relying on Jesus together. He is in control and He loves us. Grace and peace to your family. Thank you for listening to the Building Up Podcast. If you have a question about today's episode or if you would like to suggest a topic for the future, please email us at buildingup@agapepinson.com. To subscribe to this podcast, simply search for Building Up from Agape Church in your favorite podcast app. Or you can watch the video format by visiting us online at agapepinson.com. Thank you.